This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Flunkies and junkies. Ready to have a lot of eggs and candy this weekend? Well, unless you're Jewish. And then I don't know what they eat for Passover. Brisket, I guess. Anyway, it's a holiday weekend for most. Welcome to this week's episode of the NWA Saturday Special here on the PTB Wrestling Network. Happy Easter if you follow that. Happy Passover if you follow that. Uh, I actually know a couple of Muslims, so it's also Ramadan as well. So it's festive time here at the PTB Wrestling Network. I am your podfather, Scott Criscolo. And joining me, the, I should have Paul Heyman start doing his intro now, the reigning, defending, last doctor standing in the National Wrestling Alliance. Only one. Remains the doctor, Dr. G, George Blume. Oh, hell yeah. How are you tonight? I'm great. The only or today or this morning, whatever time you, whatever you're listening to this. Uh, hey, and, uh, you might, yeah, you might be, it might be Easter, Easter morning. to you. Yeah, maybe it's Sunday. Maybe you uh, had a busy Saturday and you're listening on Sunday morning. Easter morning. Easter morning. You know, uh, doctor, I had a very traumatic Easter. Uh, when I was a child, um, oh, Lord, uh, I had a uh, uh, when I was in kindergarten, I made an Easter basket out of a bleach bottle. And I had a little styrofoam head with a little bunny ears. And, and I had like the, the a hole cut out in the bottle. And that's where they put the candy and stuff. And my brother hid it in the washing machine, uh, the, the washer, the dishwasher, not washing machine, the dishwasher. And I looked around the whole house. To find my Easter basket, and I could not find it, and I didn't think that it would go in the Easter basket, the uh, dishwasher. And I cried my eyes out thinking that I was not going to get an Easter basket. Wow, what and a my, son of a bitch. What a, what a bastard, huh? Mm, he wow. truly was. He truly was. He was a, a heel. heel. He yeah. truly was a heel. Anyway. Uh, I can see you crying your eyes out, though. At that yeah, age. pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. Then when I when I got older and it was bigger than him, I just powerbombed him. But anyway, uh, I you hope everyone. Bigger than him when, he, when you were seven. Probably, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I hope everyone is enjoying their weekend. Uh, whatever uh, faith you follow. Um, I know a few, uh, we have a few of our fine, uh, uh, Jewish fans that are of course observing Passover mazel tov. Um, anyway, we got a great show for you this week. 
Uh, we are going to recap both NWA USA and Power. Actually, it was a Power. super Power because uh, we had a lot of we had some two pretty jacked up shows, uh, Doctor. We had some like mystery opponents and stuff on this past Saturday's episode of uh, last week's episode of uh, NWA USA. If you're listening to this on Saturday morning, of course, a new episode of uh, of NWA USA will drop on YouTube uh, in a couple hours. Um, they did announce, and I think we talked about it on last week's show, Doctor, uh, April 30th will be the next uh, show at uh, in Oak Grove, Kentucky, at the hall there. So another power trip. Uh, of course, the last episode of Power Trip, we saw a new uh, NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, and he still has the title now, Mr. Matt Cardona. Uh, he is actually going to be defending the title this past week on Power Trip or Super Power. So we'll get to that uh, shortly. And then, and this is, I've been actually looking forward to this almost as much as anything else. We are going to reveal the final uh, 20 names on my original greatest WWE superstar of all time ballot that I want to fire off to the doctor. And I must say, Dr. G, you have been uh, an immense uh, help. Uh, in my rethinking uh, of my uh, my uh, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't destroyed you too bad. No, not since the SD Jones or whatever the hell I had. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't even remember. It's been so remember. long now. But the last few have been uh, the last few have been pretty good. So, um, yeah. So we're gonna do the final twenty names uh, at the back end of the uh, really big show on the program this week. Uh, so why don't we begin, uh, air doctor with, uh, NWA USA and, uh, this past week's episode, which would have been the ninth from Skyway studios. You know, what's funny, doctor, you can't even tell that they're in a different building. Like I no. still think they're at the GPB, right? Yeah. It's just a regular TV studio. So you're able to just. You know, kind of make uh, one, I guess, one big TV studio looks the same as the other once you put your own touch on it. Right. And, and it looks so it looks really nice. So here we go. So uh, once again, uh, a thank you, as always, to my good friend Josh Lopez on helping with my notes for this show and power. And you could follow him on Twitter at Josh Lopez Media. Uh, just Joe Galley and Velvet Sky at the table. There was no third seat. So no Tim Storm, no uh, uh, no Raven, no uh, Medusa, no um, uh, Austin Idol. Just Velvet and uh, Joe. First match, Colby Carino was taking on a future, or I'm sorry, a former, sorry, a former, uh, NWA legend and they said champion but I have to look it up and it's funny who this guy is because I just watched him earlier this week on one of my chrono watches uh out walks former NWA jobber Mike Jackson do you remember him doctor oh yeah oh you definitely remember Mike Jackson he was big on the 605 show and um he might have been like a junior I I don't know if he was World Junior Heavyweight Champion. He he definitely had some regional belts, I think. But, um, but one of those guys, uh, like 
you know, I know Sean Kidd makes fun of me, but it, you know, it's a good hand. <laughs> I guess for Jobber, I guess for he's a good enhancement hand. Uh, I think I watched him this past week on a on a six oh five episode. I think he ate an R and Spinebuster. Um, by the way, I think it was uh, was a December first eighty six episode of Saturday Night and uh, Killer Flair slash Horseman promo, one of their best. Uh, you know, Tully had just won the uh, the TV title from uh, from Dusty at Starcade at Starcade. Uh, I know you guys, of course, are wet. Not quite there yet, but you're getting there uh, on your guys uh, journey on NWA Crock and Roll. More on that in a little bit. Uh, so Mike Jackson took on Colby Carino. And uh, what well, was actually a halfway decent match? Apparently he's almost 70, according to Joe Galley. Not bad. He's almost 70 years old and he's, you know, still kind of kicking. Um, I can't, uh, I can't argue with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, good back and forth in the end, uh, Colby Carino pulls something out of his tights, uh, gets, hits him with a sucker punch and gets the win. So Colby Carino wins by pinfall. Good win for him. Nice and, uh, cheating. Nice heel way. I'm telling you, doctor, I feel like they are definitely setting him up to be the guy that beats homicide to become the next junior heavyweight champion. I think anyway. I, I, we thought, we thought it was going to happen right away. <laughs> so, um, I think maybe it's better to, to build towards it. I, I, I think, uh, I could see him though in the, in the mix for one of the regular titles too, like a national title run as well. Well, I definitely think that, but I think, I think for now they're probably going to keep him to kind of like be one of the headliners in the, the, uh, NWA USA shows. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, they wanted to give uh, Homicide that, like, crowning achievement of his career. So they probably wanted to make him the return. Uh, yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I mean, uh, I like Homicide, too. Um, but Colby's the guy you're going to build that division around eventually, I think. Well, well, he is getting his shot at Homicide at that uh, Power Trip show on uh, April 30th in Oak Grove for the World Junior Heavyweight Championship. Colby Carino will be uh, getting his shot at Homicide. And the belt. Uh, out comes Jax Dane's legal representative, Chris Silvio, who's clearly a, a putz, um, poking holes because remember, of course, Jax Dane is our national heavyweight champion, and he uh, is poking holes at the matchmaking process. He says that the Dane, the Dane event, will choose who he wants to face for future opponents. I'm kind of digging the storyline where Jax Dane's being kind of a big pussy by using, um, you know, legal representation rather than just bullying everybody. It kind of makes sense. Uh, we get a vignette for Natalia Markova. We love her. Danny Deals pimps some merchandise. Uh, you know what, JR? Uh, not JR, Dr. G, JR. I have JR on my mind because I got a big show coming up this week that we're going to talk about shortly. Uh, but you know what, Dr. G? Do you want to own the 10 pounds of gold? I, I, of course, have a copy of the 10 pounds of gold. For all of you out there that want your own version of the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, there's one thing to do. Go to fandubelts.com backslash NWA, and you can get your own version of the 10 pounds of gold. You can get the original version, which has the uh, Australia plate, or you can get the updated version that has the UK plate that was put on there by the then World Heavyweight Champion, the National Treasure, Nick Aldis. 
FanDuelBelts.com. Backslash. I, NWA. You, you love that FanDuelBelts.com. I do. Pretty good. A lot of good belts on there, too. Other belts to look for as well. But if you want the 10 pounds of gold, it's right there. Our next match of the uh, of the day, uh, Aria Davari took on Sal Renaro, Crazy Sal, with, who's still with Danny Deals. I thought Sal Renaro was with fucking – was with uh, uh, James Mitchell and that whole bunch of misfits. Like, I, I don't understand. What, I, I don't get it. Anyway, uh, Aria Davari won by pinfall with the Magic Carpet ride. So I don't know what they're doing with Sal Renaro. I think they should just cut him loose, to be honest with you. I think – He's, he's a yeah, I'm, I, well, I mean, uh, this uh, this sinister minister thing. I don't know. They just seem to be all over the place with that. I don't know where they're going with that. To be honest, yeah. The, I mean, I mean, these are fresh tapings. So Sal Renaro is in the faction at this point. So I just don't. I just I don't know. I don't get it. I'm confused. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter because Arya Davari got the win. So, um, next match. The Fixers, you know, Colby Carino's muscle, of course, uh, that is uh, Jay Bradley and Wrecking Ball Ligurski, uh, took on Barche Rocket and uh, a mystery opponent. That mystery opponent was the aforementioned NWA National Heavyweight Champion Jack Stane, who came out with Black G's. That's, well, you come out Black G's, Barche Rocket came out with Black G's. So, once again, this bizarre thing that that uh, that that Billy Corgan's doing, where heels are wrestling heels, I don't understand why he likes doing that. Um, I mean, if it leads to a good match, so be it. But I don't know; it just seems really weird. Anyway, uh, Jack Stane did the Garvin Stomp at one point in this match, which I thought was pretty funny. But in the end, Rocket hits a rocket kick on uh, Ligurski and gets the win. So Marche Rocket and Jack Stane uh, win the match via pinfall. So <clears throat> there was your quick uh, episode, your nice express episode of NWA USA. Not too bad. Colby Carino with some heel fun. And, uh, of course, a fresh episode of NWA USA will drop on, their, on the NWA YouTube channel. Uh, depending when you're listening to this, on Saturday, either it has... It's going to drop shortly, or uh, it uh, has already dropped. So check it out. Um, now, let's get to the fun part, because uh, it was a very big episode of NWA Power uh, this past week. Uh, because we had an NWA World's Heavyweight Championship match. Let's go to Skyway Studios, Doctor. Uh, Joe Galley, Velvet Sky, Tim Storm. Um, at the table. Our opening match, we have a little tag action. Uh, the Commonwealth Connection. That is, of course, our guy, the Kettle Man, Callum McDougal's favorite team of Harry Smith and Dougie Williams. Taking on the Dirty Sexy Boys of JTG and the Dirty Dango. I've heard that, uh, that Doctor, when you, uh, when you uh, check into hotels, you want to be called the Dirty Doctor. <laughs> like for specific patients. Oh, well, uh, well, the, the, the way you, you make your voice when you say you like that? The Dirty Doctor. I, you like that? Well, Almost we like know uh, uh, a girl there was getting a little hot 
Yeah. Yeah. Velvet Sky, Velvet Sky, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, Velvet Sky was getting a little moist uh, during this match. Um, fun match, though. I, I love, uh, on, on a serious note, though, I do love Harry Smith and Dougie Williams as a team, though. Man, they, they're just so stiff, and they're just pounding the shit out of guys. And, I mean, it is a fun, fun, uh, a fun uh, team to watch. Uh, in the end, uh, it looked like um, Dirty Dango hurt his knee. Uh, Velvet's trying to, like, you know, get a little, you know, break off a little piece. But he got thrown back in the ring. Uh, Dougie put him in the Muda lock, and Dango tapped out. And uh, the Commonwealth Connection gets the win. Now, the Commonwealth Connection, of course, did not win the Crockett Cup. We know who won the Crockett Cup tournament. It was won by uh, the uh, Briscoes. But the Commonwealth Connection did defeat the NWA World Tag Team Champions, La Rebellion, clean in the semifinals of the tournament. So uh, so they have a, a possible future title shot uh, in the making. So the show actually opened, though, with uh, Nick Aldis saying uh he he wants his title shot but he him and pope are tight uh and he says he will he's of course rooting for pope and he would be honored to wrestle the pope uh, for the world's heavyweight championship and could care less about mac cardona and he could go to hell so pretty much <laughs> that that feud is getting very uh personal doctor between nick Aldis and and uh and mac cardona i'm kind of digging the feud uh i didn't think we were going to get a pope Pope uh, title match though, like night. I really didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't either. Actually, I thought they were going to save it, but interesting. Um, Kyle Davis has a uh, uh, another interview with Austin Idol, who talks about the lineage of Scion's father, and Austin Idol pretty much says he is Scion's father which I think is a bunch of baloney, of course. More heel tactics for uh, for Mr. Idol, the universal heartthrob. What do you think? Do you think he's really his father? Not really his father, like in real life, I'm saying. Do you think he's messing with him? Um, I don't know. I I, I wasn't even thinking, to be honest with you. I um, didn't really know what to think of it. I was kind of like, okay, I thought that we're going to kind of let the suspense go. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm you, I'm kind I of mean, unsure myself, but I think I think the thing is is that when she said, "Oh, you know, you can make big news or whatever," um, I, I just thought maybe they were he was just going to say something drastic and move on, or maybe he is trying to pull a ruse here. I, I'm uh, I'm interested to see. I mean, I guess they're trying to find ways to make this uh, interesting, this whole feud. Because, like you said, after a while, anybody really caring anymore. Hmm. I mean, maybe they're trying to get the storyline started where he's getting into uh, Scion, you know, Austin Idol's getting into Scion's head. Uh, that's entirely possible as well. So, um yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, the the uh, uh, the angle they're taking to keep him hot is uh, 
you know, it's kind of interesting. So we'll see where it goes because I, I haven't, I hadn't found him interesting in a while, but, uh, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how, uh, um, you know, how things go from here on out. So. Well, I'll see, we'll see what, uh, Hour, but I don't. I don't know. I, I just does it make you maybe because you know we like Austin Idol. Maybe it makes you a little more interested in the storyline. I don't know. Mm. I I just wasn't expecting it. I guess <laughs> I wasn't either. To be honest, I really. I mean, I guess either. it's good to be kind of surprised. But I just was like, I didn't. I, th- I think I think he was. I thought that he was going to play along with it a little longer. You know, I didn't going to be revealed but i guess it's been going on for quite a while so might as well do something with it Hmm. uh so we'll see we'll see how it uh, plays out from here uh guess what get your replica nwa belts at fandubelts.com backslash just letting you know in case you didn't know fandubelts.com backslash nwa now you do uh, the next Tyrus Body Slam Challenge participant, we knew this was coming eventually, Mims! There's a guy that I would love to see slam fucking Tyrus. So, we'll look forward to that later on in the show. We get an interview with La Rebellion, uh, who says they are not going to back down to any challenge, and that includes the Briscoes. So. Um... Aaron Stevens then comes out. We get a series of interviews. Aaron Stevens comes out, tells Mae Valentine that he is, feels betrayed by Trevor Murdoch. I, I'm still kind of digging the uh, the uh, Trevor Murdoch uh, heel turn. Kind of digging it, Doctor. What do you think? Yeah, me too. I like it. Something different, right? Needs to happen. Change of pace for him. Definitely. Yeah. Uh. Genocide has announced that she's done with Paola Blaze and she will be a singles competitor, uh, which is good because I think eventually she will become a world champion. So I kind of dig that. Um, in uh, our second match of the night, Killian King, who is a making her debut here on uh, NWA Power, uh, takes on Natalia Markova and... I thought this was kind of nuts. Uh, I thought Markova was going to beat the snot out of her. And out of the blue, uh, Killian King connects with a pump handle face buster, and she picks up the win. So Killian King, this this woman out of nowhere, uh, somehow becomes the uh, wins her debut match and defeats Natalia Markova, who, of course, we think is going to be Possibly a future. Uh, uh, I was not champion. expecting that. I have to be honest. That was definitely an upset right there. Yeah. Not going to lie. I mean, I was... if you think about where we thought Markova's going, but I think I think you're going to definitely. See, um, this the feud with Markova and and. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm, Camille! I'm losing my train. Camille, uh, go further. Yeah, I kind of think so too. 
we did not see, uh, you know, Camille's been kind of off the radar a little bit the last couple episodes. Um, so I'm curious. I'm curious to see where they go from here. Because that was kind of funny that uh, um, that she actually lost the match. I was kind of stunned by that, to be quite honest with you. Next up, we had a, uh, a six-man tag. Uh, we had Colby Carino, who I guess you could say is our number one contender for the junior heavyweight title. And his guys, the Fixers. Jay Bradley and Wrecking Ball Ligurski taking on uh, the very interesting team of uh, Judas, who we haven't seen in a while, all of James Mitchell's guys, Sal Renaro, and a new guy to the mix, simply called Dax the Gimp. <laughs> and he uh, he came out uh, in this a lot like, of people better gimp, but come on. Yeah. I know he came out in this leathery outfit and he had a gimp mask on, you know, the mask with like the zipper. Well, we're not going to go there. Uh, and horns, but it had to have horns because it's James Mitchell. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a good match, a good little six man. Uh, gimp actually gets the win. He hits the assisted cutter on Bradley and picks up the victory. Uh, Two things I noticed, Doctor, in this match. Uh, first off, I don't know who the gimp is, so I'm just going to pretend I don't know who he is. It's probably just some hump. He had a lot of taps on his arms. It's not Randy Orton. <laughs> some hump. But uh, <laughs> he's probably just some fucking jobber guy. I was There's a lot of tats on his arms, so we could say it's Randy Orton, but it probably isn't. Um, and secondly, I kind of noticed that, like, Colby Carino, during the entrance seemed to be getting annoyed with the fixers. Like they were worried about, like they're holding their cereal and they were being all goofy. So I'm getting the feeling we might be seeing a fixers face turn. Cause it sounds like Colby Carino gets aggravated that they're not like kissing his ass anymore. It seems like as much. Yeah. And, I would think that too. And I think, I think you're right. I think, uh, I think the fixers were just a part, part of, you know, kind of getting those guys, you know, I, I think he, I think they try to create these factions a little bit just because you try to get everybody TV time. Right. But I think um, for Colby to really branch out on his own, I don't think, I think he, it was fun having them around a little bit, but I think he needs to be separated from them. And I think that's what you're going to see. The fixers kind of now, if he turns on the fixers, I mean, it's just, it's two against one. So he's probably going to have to, have someone else on his side to precipitate this, I guess. Yeah. I'm thinking, I, mean, I, don't, I because, hope he doesn't join James Mitchell's crew. I mean, that would, no, that's not, I don't think so. That makes no sense. What I think, what they need to have, I think is they, they need to have, cause the fixers, even when they did that, like throwaway episode of, of NWA USA, when they kind of like fucked off as hosts, I feel like they need to, um, Find, like, a heel tag team that's a real heel tag team. Like, you know who Colby Carino would be cool hanging out with? The Cardonas. Yes. That because, cop. yeah, just, like, that arrogant fucking shit stick, you know, who's never going to be a babyface. None of them. Cardona, Chelsea Green, Knox, um, uh, uh, F, uh, not FTR, that's the tag team, whatever that guy's name is, SDK or whatever that, whatever his little min, pin, pygmy friend is. And Carino, I think, would be a good faction of just absolute high-level douchebags and who will never turn face. So I could see, like, Mike Knox and, and somebody, like, beating the shit out of them for him. 
because I think he needs to stay a heel. He's just got that face. You just want to like break his fucking nose. Well, he's kind you know? of to a lesser extent because you can't compare him because he's probably one of the best heels in the business. He's almost kind of like the MJF of the NWA. I agree. That's a great comparison. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a tremendous comparison. Um, not to his level yet. I mean, Col- Colby's good, but not not to MJF's level yet. But, um, but just has that. You just want to smack the shit at him, like, like even if you saw him, you know, you know, at a kayfabe, you still just want to smack him in the mouth, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know who uh, Dax the Gimp is. Uh, I think it's Randy Orton. I can tell by the by the by the. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can tell by the. Uh, um, What's in your cap? That's what I want. I, know. To know. <laughs> I can tell by the arm tats. It's Randy Orton. No, I don't know who it is. Who cares? Uh, but I mean, it's you know. You know, you know what are you trying to get some clickbait over here now? Mm-hmm. Randy Orton's in the NWA. <laughs> Randy Orton in the NWA. Uh, um, that's pretty funny. Um. So there we go. So that was a decent little six man, a little fun. Uh, all right. And we get now we have a couple of, you know, we have some promos for merch on NWA's website, of course, which is connected to pro wrestling tees, which come on, NWA. Like, all right, I'm going to go there right now. We're going we're gonna to do a little thing here. I'm going to go to <laughs> National. I'm going to go to National Wrestling Alliance. Why did I go to New York Post? Gaz cares about the Nets. You care about the Nets? You don't care about the Nets. <laughs> By the way, do you care about the, the Mets? No. No, nobody. I said the Nets. Well, we should care. No, about nobody them. cares about the Mets. Yeah, they're in first place. <laughs> you know, another Yankee fan that cries and bitches. You're you're in first, you're tied for first in your division. You're already crying that you want to break the team up. Uh, look, I Lou Holtz was my head coach. I know the whole humble brag thing where uh, all they're very good. Uh, Navy's defense is really tough today, and then Notre Dame would win. 58 to nothing. So please spare me your whining about your oh, oh, break them all up, the three run homer, and you're in first place. So please shut up. No one wants to hear your whining. But hey. Dax the Gimp. I think Dax the Gimp should do autograph signings at uh, at NYY Steak. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to um, throw the first pitch out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, at, at, at your old timers game, that's he's going right. to be at the Mets old timer. Ed Cranepool, Ed Cranepool be wearing Dax the Gimp. Uh, incidentally, on a side note, of course we know that uh, Tried and True is doing the big NWA power trip too, which is on Saturday, April thirtieth. You know what the ticket price? If you're living, if you live in that area, you know how much tickets are between twenty five and forty bucks. That's not bad. Why would you? Why would you not go? Right. I agree. Oh, Valor Hall, 105 Walter Garrett Lane in Oak Grove, Kentucky. You like Walter Garrett? He's a good guy. He probably built like a distillery or something. Um, so so you're, now you're on the website. Did you get on there yet? That, All right, I'm on the store. Now oh, you're that's, here. Oh, this is interesting. No, this is interesting. So they actually have their own store now. They don't. They don't. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Oh, I don't know, Doctor G. They might have uh, switched things up here a little bit. Because they have their own stuff now. So they have a Wrecking Ball Ligurski t-shirt now? That's right. I wish. Uh, you can <laughs> get... Dax the Gimp? I, I know, right? I know. <laughs> I, hey, I would wear a Dax the Gimp t-shirt. Um, all right. So 
here's what's on the store. It doesn't go to Pro Wrestling Tees. They actually have their, they have back to their own stuff. So you can get uh, the Power Women's Tank Top. You can get a Power Fanny Pack, a Power Hat, a Power T-Shirt, a National, uh, a National Championship Pin, the Crockett Cup 2019 DVD, an NWA logo pin, a TV title pin, an NWA hoodie, the you know, like the official logo hoodie, an official, uh, an NWA t-shirt, uh, a 605 t-shirt. It's like a picture of a TV with the power logo on it. It's kind of cool. Uh, a NWA lightweight zip-up hoodie, an NWA USA t-shirt, an NWA logo t-shirt that's gray. That's kind of cool with white. Uh, by any means, oh, this is kind of cool. It's an autographed poster from everyone that was at By Any Means Necessary. Pretty cool. Only 40 bucks. That's pretty cool. That is cool. You can get an autographed Hot Times 2 pay-per-view poster. That's actually pretty cool. 40 bucks. You can get a pin bundle for 15. No disrespect, but who wears pins besides knights? Um, you can get, for 40 bucks, you can get an autographed uh, Crockett Cup event poster. Then they got a bunch of uh, illustrated posters. You can get a, a Crockett Cup, a Power Couple poster, which is uh, Cardona and Chelsea Green, although Cardona looks like Bobby Roode. But anyway, um, you can get a Crockett Cup program book, a Crockett Cup bundle, shirt, poster, pin, and program for 40 bucks. You can get a uh, NWA Legacy Beanie for 15 you know, like one of those like winter hats. This is kind of cool. They have a 1981 retro video game NWA shirt. It's like the Atari logo, but instead of saying Atari, it says NWA. It's yellow with a red logo. It's 25 bucks. That's actually pretty nice. They have an NWA USA uh, poster that's pink with a blue logo instead of their pink logo. They have an NWA USA zip-up hoodie and then a black and gold globe logo. So they have some decent stuff, but again, guys, NWA. Promote your 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 uh, promote your your workers. We need some like Nick Aldis t-shirts, Pope t-shirts. Well, it Colby seems Carino like t-shirts. Maybe because some of these guys, because of their um, their contracts with like pro wrestling tees, um, because I don't I don't know how you know Billy's and NWA contracts are. A lot obviously these guys work these guys and gals work at other places too, so that could be it. Uh, they have that- their. Own- that's actually a good point. That might be a good point. I'm gonna go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Now uh, now I'm not I'm not gonna look up NWA. I'm actually gonna look up um specific okay. wrestlers. Um and see if they have uh the, they the, the the bundle one, like you said there was a bundle with the poster and the pin yeah. and is the poster autographed or is it just the poster itself? Uh, you know what? I, I'm off that page now. Oh, it's probably the autographed. Not bad. Let me find uh, Nick Aldis. See what he has. Does Nick Aldis have his own tees? Some pro wrestling tees. All right. He actually does. All right. So if you want, like, NWA, if you want um, tees of specific guys, then go to the guy. Oh, there's some awesome Nick Aldis t-shirts. I wonder if uh, Sean Sean Kidd has seen these. There's an awesome um, gold t-shirt. You got to get it, G. Uh, it's it's gold 
and it's got a logo with him holding the belt with glass. It's probably when he was a heel, but it was pretty great. And he had, and it says tradition never looked so good. It's actually a pretty awesome t-shirt. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you're looking for T, all right, so fair enough here. If you're looking for t-shirts of like individual people, just type the people's names into pro wrestling tees and you can find them. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. There's an NWA one with him on it. There is actually some pretty awesome t-shirts. If you, if you look up, if you go to pro wrestling tees and type in this, the person's name that you want, like I'm going to type strictly business. Was there a strictly, maybe, maybe there was a strictly business zip up all along and we just didn't know it. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to type strictly business. And let's see if there was a strictly business zip up. If there is, I'm going to lose my mind. No, there is a t-shirt though that says, don't take it personally. It's strictly business. I don't know if that has anything to do with the faction, but let me type in, because I know Callum McDougal want me to do this. Let me type in British Invasion. Nope, nothing for British Invasion. Sorry, Kettle Man. I was hoping to find you the uh, the sweet uh, red zip-up uh, zip jacket. Sorry. Bummer. Now we get to the main event. The match everyone's been talking about. Matt Cardona. Who's actually been defending the title a lot. Gotta be honest with you. He defended it more than Trevor Murdoch has. Um, is taking on the Pope. Who cashes in his, uh, his Champions Series title shot. Uh... I gotta say, I, I, they, they need. I know, I know it's hard for us to do this because these. I'm asking a lot in terms of creative because, um, you know, they are like you were saying earlier with the merchandise that they're not, you know, their own group. So, uh, you know, they're not just NWA. They work everywhere else because if they were here for a while, they need to do a storyline where they're like that whole crew: him, Chelsea Green, Mike Knox, the his little pygmy friend there. Uh, should like start taking over the shows and uh, you know, like kicking Tim Storm and Velvet because Velvet Sky, to her credit, she is so passionately about this storyline, she fucking hates Cardona. And I think she needs to do a storyline where like they're like kick, kick the baby faces out of the off the table, kick out Joe Galley. You know, I don't know how fragile Billy Corgan is, but they should beat the shit out of him, you know, like really take over for the whole summer. Build all the way to, to NWA 74 at the end of August. You know? That's what I think. Cardona. Summer of Cardona. Exactly. Like Summer of Punk. Uh, and I think, I think that'd be fun. But again, you're talking about, again, this is the NWA is not like WWE or AEW or Impact where they're just there. You know, they got to do a lot of traveling so with other promotions. So it's probably not easy to do that. Yeah, I agree. I mean... I think the thing is with um, with the NWA, I think, you know, like we always say that they're recording. We have no idea what's going to be happening in the next few weeks because they probably recorded, what, five or six weeks of shows. Right. So um, and then again, because you never know with these guys now who with, you know, the two big companies, who's going to sign somebody away, possibly. Now you have AEW owns Ring of Honor. So now they could sign people. I don't <clears throat> I think Billy really after this year needs to figure out what direction he's going with the company. And is it going to be run more like a mid-sized company? I don't want to say a big company because they, right. they, they're not going to be in the uh, AEW WWE range. No, but. no one is. No one is at this point, to be honest. So, I mean, 
you have to figure out which direction you want to go because you don't want to keep losing your talent because some of these guys have been on in the big companies before. And if they, you know, kind of like Cody Rhodes left WWE and now look at, he came back and he's making millions of dollars now. Now he's being highlighted. You know, some of these guys have to go away for a little while and kind of rebrand themselves or remake themselves and make themselves more valuable. I mean, Matt Cardona's personality or his character in WWE would be great right now. Or or in AEW. You know what I'm saying? So that's right. that's the thing with the NWA is obviously these guys want to make more money. Is it a stepping stone place? Which isn't always a bad thing. That's why they're creating some of their own talent. You know, we're making fun of these guys like the Gimp and all this stuff. But maybe they're trying to create their own guys. Now, whether that, that, that actual... Uh, gimmick is going to last for a long time i don't know but <laughs> you know i'm just i'm just trying to figure out what direction the company really wants to go um you know like we were saying when this match was announced cardona and pope mm-hmm. you know why didn't they save this for a pay-per-view but uh, you yeah to, you, you, but uh, but also people are i mean technically this is a pay-per-view we're paying for because we're, you know, you, even though it's a month, uh, you could do a monthly subscription or you could do a yearly subscription. You're paying so either people, way. You're paying either way. Paying either way. So, you ha- so uh, you know, sometimes you have to do some of these things. We may, we may criticize it, but they have to do it to like, okay, well, they're not just going to get job matches or, th- or matches that don't mean anything. They're going to get, you know, if you buy the subscription, you're going to get some decent main events. Um Every so mm-hmm. often, no right. big main events, not decent main events. I should have big main events. Right. So, right. No, I know that's, what you probably mean. What, yep. that's probably the direction that they're going in. But, um, but the crowd was hot for this match. I mean, this is definitely, uh, I definitely enjoyed it. Mm. As you um, for us, yeah. No, this is, and and I mean, you know, we're gonna have a pay per view in June, whatever the hell it's called. Hopefully, I think it's to be called Into the Fire. I can't deal with when our shadows fall. That's dumb. Uh, I love you, Billy. And even though we are an objective NWA podcast and we support you, your some of your creative decisions are a little suspect. Um, but we obviously will have NWA 74 at the end of August, whether they have the Empower pay-per-view, which I bet you they will. Uh, if Mickey has her way, they'll have the other they'll have another all women's. And they should. That pay-per-view last year was amazing. It might have been one of the best ones we watched of any promotion last year was that uh, Empower women's pay-per-view because all those matches were amazing. But if they do stretch it to, you know, if card, well, let's get through the match and then we'll comment on that. So the match is amazing. It's a great match. Uh, they, they've had history in the past. I'm sure they both wrestled in WWE when Cardona was Matt, Zach Ryder and the Pope was Elijah Burke in, you know, 07, 08. He, they were probably wrestling somewhere. They probably wrestled in impact. Um, but the crowd was hot. Uh, Pope had those moments, but then. Nice, simple cheating. Uh, the Pope goes for the Elijah Express kick. The ref gets in the way. He moves the ref. The ref's back is turned. And Cardona pokes him in the eye a second time and then hits radio silence and picks up the win. So it was not a clean win because Cardona with a nice, simple, you know, 80s heel eye poke. But he did cheat to win. And then we go off the air. Uh <laughs> Did they, did they waste, did they waste, what's that? The Velvet Sky was insane. Yeah, she was. 
I, I'm in, I'm digging her whenever whenever a, a Cardona thing is involved. She likes she's, the dirty dango too. <laughs> she she was getting very moist during the dirty dango. Um, I think they should just keep the belt on him through the end of the summer. They got to start treat the NWA anniversary weekend is there. Obviously, is there like WrestleMania? So they should just let him keep the belt. Maybe do like a triple threat. I think they should do a triple threat at at uh, at. Uh, uh, not hard times, uh, whatever the June pay-per-view is called. And, you know, have Cardona, Aldis, and Pope and have somebody eat a pin via cheating uh, and then just keep fucking around all summer and just being a scumbag. And then whoever you want, have them finally dethrone Cardona at uh, NWA 74 at the end of August. That's what I think anyway. But good episode of Power, good uh, uh, storyline advancement, good... Uh, uh, promos, the matches were good. It was a good week of programming for for NWA. I have to say, what'd you think? I thought it was a good. That was one of the best episodes you've had in a while. Yeah, I agree. And I, th- <clears throat> like I said, we could criticize about them waiting for a pay per view for the um, Cardona Pope match, but I, you know what? It was nice to have a big main event like that to watch on a regular power show. Yep. And Cardona's hustling. You know, he's, he's on a lot of shows. We've seen him wrestle either not title or title a few times. Um, I got to be honest, no disrespect, and I love Trevor. I feel like we barely ever saw him when he was champion. Yeah, there you were know? times, too, even with all this. But, I mean, I think they did that on purpose. But Right. Um, no, Cardona's out there uh, with the belt. I mean, listen, he had... Maybe he wasn't a big name in WWE, but he has that WWE experience. And so it, it only makes your belt look better when you have a guy who's been with one of the big companies holding your champion. I think what's going to happen is this is my opinion, my theory, doctor. And then we'll, 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 we'll kind of expound on it throughout the coming weeks. I think that the main event, I think, I think all of this saying in that promo earlier in the show that, that, the issues he has with Cardona are more the uh, are more. It's kind of like Savage and Warrior in the build to WrestleMania Seven. It's more, it's not as much about the title as about the personal animosity. So I have a feeling we're gonna have a number one contender. This is what I would do if I was Billy. I would have a number one contenders like scram. I know you hate multi guy matches, but sometimes they have to be done. Some kind of number one contender scramble thing at the next pay per view to determine your number one contender and have Aldis and Cardona wrestle a non-title like a street fight or a blood match, you know, first blood, fuck, even a cage. I don't care. Something where we have Aldis and Cardona wrestle where you don't have to worry about the belt and then set up your, who you really want as the guy that's going to beat Cardona at NWA 74. Whether it's, whether you give Pope another shot whether you, um, whether it's somebody else, you know, they need to start building. Like we can already see, and this is my opinion, that your boy Mims is kind of leading towards maybe a feud with Tyrus, and maybe Mims is the guy that's going to become the next world television champion. I think I think it should be anyway. I have a feeling we're going to be leading towards a rematch between Dak Jacks Dane and. Uh, Anthony Mayweather, where Mayweather wins the national title back. Um, so, anyway, that's just my take on it. So, good episode of Power. Uh, later today uh, will be a new episode of uh, NWA USA, and then of course 
will have a new power this coming Tuesday, which Dr. G and I uh, will uh, discuss with you uh, next week. Uh, and of course, they do have they do have a uh, the uh, power trip show that's coming up April 30th. There are some matches set already for this doctor. Let me let me talk about them quick while we have a minute and then we'll get to our. So we have three matches set right now. Nick Aldis is actually going to wrestle Nick Cardona, uh, Nick Cardona, Matt Cardona's best friend, Brian Myers, of course, the former Kurt Hawkins. Uh, the former ed- fellow edgehead, if you will. <laughs> so, uh, of course, the big one that we think is big, uh, Homicide will be defending the junior heavyweight championship against Colby Carino. And we both think that's where Colby will become champion. And now, uh, nice, a great singles Haas match here. Harry Smith will be taking on Mike Knox. Nothing beats mm-hmm. a good little Haas match. What do you think? Oh, yeah, like that one. So, of course, more matches will be announced soon. And again, if you live in that area on that, uh, in a couple weeks, Saturday, April 30th, ringside seats for 40 bucks. Not Do bad. It. I wish they lived closer to us. You and I would go. Definitely. So, all right. So, before we uh, wrap up for the weekend, all right, doctor. Now, you've been giving me, you, you've been pretty good. You gave me some crap at the beginning of my list, but the last like 30 guys I've given you, you've been pretty good. You've shuffled them around, but at least you said they haven't been stupid. Now we're going to, as one great wrestler once said, the cream of the crop. Uh, here is my top 20 of my GWWE superstars from the original ballot that I made in 2017. Uh, I think these 20 should stay, but maybe the order changes. I, I can't see any of these guys not in the top 20, but that's totally up to you. One of these you may question. Maybe you won't, Doctor, if you have an open mind. Sal Palomo. Um, no, it's not Sal Palomo. All right, ready? All right, here's the top. Okay. Here's my top 20. Here we go. Number 20. The Ultimate Warrior. <clears> hmm. <throat> I'm not a big Ultimate Warrior fan, so this is a tough one for me. I got to try to take my bias out. But he was an icon of that of the <clears throat> '90s, though. I mean, I guess for the yeah, I guess I'm okay. And with he it. never had. Let's be honest. He did, except for WrestleMania four against Hercules. Those three WrestleMania matches: Rude at five, Hogan at six, Savage at seven. Might be three of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. He never had a bad SummerSlam match. So he might have not been like the greatest technical whiz-bang, but every time the lights shone brightest, he did show up. Yeah, and I don't just judge by the way they are in the ring. Otherwise, you wouldn't even have Hulk Hogan. (laughs) That is is true. That is true. You you have to judge. I mean, yes, he was was definitely a merchandising, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. a marketing king, you know, for the time, especially with Hogan around. And I mean, he rivaled Hogan in cheers. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, you can leave him alone. I'm fine with okay. it. Okay. All right. 19. Ready? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. See, so, yeah. 
I just he's the owner. I don't know. I I just having him in the. He was a character. Some people I'm, consider him the greatest heel of all time. Well, the greatest heel in the WWE, well, yes, yeah. Well, but uh, yeah, I, I know you said that this includes managers and stuff like that. But I have to be honest with you. Then he may have to be higher just because of that. That that's a that's a controversial pick right there. I mean, he is he is probably the the number one opponent of arguably the greatest of all time. We'll get to his name in a, in a little bit, but if there isn't him, kind of like if there wasn't a Hogan, a Piper, there was that you would I mean, have listen, a Hogan. We're judging you know, about overall who's made the biggest impact in the WWE overall. Yeah. That's why I'm probably going to disagree with your number one. Um, because it's, it's just, it's the full package. It's not just how they were in the ring and the matches that they have, which, you know, obviously is a big factor in it. Well, you but, don't know my number one. Um, we'll I would, I would say you have to put you'd you'd have to put him higher. Then, if you're going to okay. judge it overall, you'd have to put Vince higher because. Okay, all right. Number eighteen, Chris Jericho. Hmm. Okay, I'm okay with him. There, okay. I have a feeling I'm going to get shit from you on this one because this guy might be too low. Uh, maybe. Number 17, Andre the Giant. Uh, if, um, Andre was such an influential guy. Mm. But he was a... Uh, An attraction, which a big attraction. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he was mm. farmed out by Vince McMahon Senior. I would say maybe a little higher, but I mean, otherwise, I mean, if you left him there, it's not, it's not offensive. Okay. All right. This one, I have a feeling you're going to want higher. Number sixteen, the Hot Rod. Rowdy Roddy Piper. You got to go a little higher on him because he was a big part of that 80s boom. Yep. I mean, I don't know if Hogan would have been as big without Roddy there at the time. I have to be and there's, honest. And you know what makes Piper so amazing? He took everyday T-shirts that, he, that other people like, you know, he had his T-shirt, obviously, which everybody wanted back then. If you didn't want a Hulkamania T-shirt in the 80s, you wanted a Hot Rod T-shirt easily. But... Everybody wanted when he used to wear that uh, the Superman T-shirt, and of course the the Black Panther one, you know, the white shirt with that Panther fate with the Panther on it. Yeah. Everybody wanted that fucking T-shirt, and I think it's on. Uh, it's either on homage or it's on pro wrestling tees. You can get the Piper shirt with the Panther on it. Number fifteen, the Hammer, Greg Valentine. Uh, Too high. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would put him lower. Okay. Would you put Piper higher than him? Oh, yeah. Okay. No right. doubt. Okay. Number 14. Eddie Guerrero. A little lower. Really? I like okay. Eddie. Eddie's phenomenal. But 
I'm, I try to look at it, especially with the WWE's, like the impact they've made overall, not just in their matches. Yes, <laughs> probably hit some some of the best matches of all time. Probably some of the better than the ones that are you're going to be in your top five. But it could the my thing is is could the company could the company still have been big without them? If I say yes, then they have they can't be as high, right? But like he's probably me, the most like hot I, rod. Right. I think yes. Do I think Hogan's popularity, the the company has still done well, but I think I think without that foil of for Hogan, it may have been tough because I mean look at WrestleMania two where we're also, you know, they had to build up King Kong Bundy, I mean, to be right. as a part. Right. Uh okay. Number thirteen. Daniel Bryan. Again, love Daniel Bryan to death. I think he's got to be a little lower. I know people probably disagree with me on that, but he, I don't, I don't think of him as a number one guy. And and now you're getting into a range where, you know, mm-hmm. not not too much lower. I'm just saying, you understand where I'm coming from with all this because. WWE is is so is the mixture of entertainment with the wrestling that you have to look at the impact that's made on the company because they have so many greats. You, you in order to single the, the the great ones out, you have to have some kind of standards. I mean, you know, obviously when we get to the you know to the top ones, you'll see those guys are the guys that basically the company probably would have never made made it big without. I mean, Daniel Bryan, the company still would have been big without him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number 12. Triple H. You thought I'd have him higher, didn't you? No. Listen, I, I, think have... he, I think he's right at the right spot. Again, Triple H was a great heel. When he, you know, he had that great run when you know, when Stone Cold was out. Mm-hmm. You got to give him some credit for that. He kind of kept the company without dipping too much, you know, after mm-hmm. you know, Stone Cold out for a year. So I, I got to give him his due. So I, I'm cool with it there, with him there. Everybody was like, why don't you have him at like three? Why would I have him at three? Because it's me? I mean, Jesus Christ, give me a little credit. My God. I've never met a fan base who thinks I should just get rid of all of my credibility as a podcaster and a wrestling fan by putting my favorite guy, like in the top two. Really? I mean, if he deserved to be there, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, he doesn't. Maybe I would put him in the top 10. Maybe I was cheating. Maybe I was under cheating him a little bit, but I I mean, all right. And finally, due to time constraints, we're just going to stop at 11 and then we'll do the top 10 uh, next week. Number 11. Kurt Angle. Yeah, I kind of like him there. Uh, again, Kurt Angle, phenomenal. The guy picked up the business quicker than just about anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the toughest guys around. Uh, again, he was in a period of time where there's so many greats. Um, but overall, yeah, I love Kurt Angle. So I think. I think 11, I mean, you listen, you could put him in the top 10. No, nobody's going to get upset about it. 
but I think where you have them, I mean, I, I, you know, it's so hard because I'm not looking at your list, so I may change my mind when we get to the top 10, but All right. I kind of like him where he's at. Okay. All right. Uh, due to time, because pulling back the curtain, it's, <laughs> we've had some technical issues today, so we've had to keep stopping and starting. It'll, you won't even notice it when, you, when, when you've listened to this, but we've had our issues today with that. So we're going to stop here, and on next week's show, we will unveil my top 10 from my ballot five years ago and see if maybe there's some tweaks from, uh, from yeah, cause I like to spend some time on that. I think it was going to, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of discussion on the top 10. Yes. Okay. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott C Podfather. Follow the doctor on Twitter at Dr. G PTB. Please follow the brand on Twitter more than anything at PTB and wrestling. Uh, I did a poll this week about who the next number one contender for the world title should be. Uh, the Pope won the poll and then he got the title shot. So who's got the symmetry, baby. We'll do another poll this week. There's no one better than you. Uh, I know. Uh, there's nothing better than the brand. We have a, a great week of uh, a great week of uh, shows this week. We'll have a new episode of PTBN's Pedestal, new episode of Through the Looking Glass, Highway to the Impact Zone. You guys will have a new episode of NWA Crock and Roll. Great week of content here. Place to be.podbean.com. We're part of the quad. Uh, it was an honor as always. Have a good Easter weekend or Passover, depending on your or Ramadan, depending on your uh, your beliefs. Uh, be safe. I'm Scott. He's the doctor, and you're not. Ciao. <laughs>